Welcome to Pro Bull Talk, where it's all talk and no bull. Get ready to slide and ride. This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Logistics. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pro Bull Talk. Here today we got Brandon Wren, Cody Hart, and I, Blake Skaggs. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's easy to forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. And today we got a wonderful guest today. We got the one and only Dennis Davis. Uh-oh. The man, the myth, the legend. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Drives a white horse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in the parking lot. Right? Yes. Yeah, brand new, brand new, uh, was it Freightliner? Peterbilt. Peterbilt. Oh, he went, he went all the way, didn't yeah. he? Peterbilt. Yes, sir. I'll make sure I get my picture on that before he leaves. Yeah, you're, dirt, you're already drooling. <laughs> yeah. You need a napkin? Blake, yeah, you're good at catfishing. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, how you been? What you been up to? Man, I've been good. Just uh, up and down the road a bunch. Uh, just finished up in, in Vegas here a few weeks ago. And since then, you know, got home and just kind of hit the ground running and here I am back on the road again up here in, in Ada. So I was close to you guys. So yeah. it was good to kind of come on over and get this done. You bet. You well, bet. I mean, we had you on the other podcast before and it got turned around. And some, I don't, I, we're not even going to go into that. That was a bad deal. But uh, it was a great episode. I can't believe it's yeah. not going to get aired. But uh, I wanted to definitely get you back and get you back on here with us. Uh, and we get you out there because, man, you've got a wonderful story. Uh, really cool story. Uh, a lot of good background. Uh, and y'all just bought y'all just bought a new bull. Y'all going y'all you your plans are you're going to the big show and you you're not playing with the bull teams. Oh, you're done. You know, you know, I mean, you're you're into the bull teams a lot, but you you've got another goal. You want to get up there, up to the top, to the premier level. Yes, I've uh, <clears throat> definitely just you know all in with the bull teams, but you know I've got you know bull owners or people interested in owning bulls. They want to play at the top level, and uh, so for so long we've tried to play at the at at the top level, and yeah. I just never could justify going out getting some of these big time bulls, mm. and them not getting chosen and just kind of you know standing around the ranch. But yeah. we finally got one uh, got one in the door that twisted still. We got yes, from. Cooper and Scruggs, and so far, uh, really, really enjoying it. That bull went to the finals. We took him to the finals. Yeah. They're the team series finals, and he did pretty good. He was, yeah. uh, I think, Alvidrez was like eighty-eight on him, yeah. and kind of put the pressure on uh, on Lemmy, where he had to ride. I think yeah. he had to be eighty-six or something. So that whole suspense type trilogy kind of deal that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it worked out good. Yeah, and you know, for a lot of people that don't know, uh, you know, a rider, you know, a team bull. Is not necessarily one that goes plays at the elite level. Twisted Steel is probably not probably won't ever be on a on a bull team because he's too much. He's it's hard to get a rider to ride him that far unless you draw an Andrew Alvidrez or somebody like that to get him road. But you go to these team deals and you just there's there's just a different level of bull there. That, you right. know, and and I hate the term rider friendly, but they a lot of these team bulls are going to rider friendly and you know just a good twenty and a half twenty one point spinners or a 22 pointer that rides like a 20 and a half or something you know well you're, uh, you're looking for a ride not a bull score yeah 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 and i, I think that was a <clears throat> a great matchup it probably couldn't have been a a, a better matchup i, I spent some time with alvidrez because he was with me on some of that pr tour stuff around yeah. vegas and then coincidentally he uh he drew him and man, that guy, his his mind is is, is right. There's a bunch of talented, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a bunch of talented guys out there. I mean, some guys oh, yeah. that can set the world on fire. But you know, when they're really mentally focused, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go in and snap bulls like you know, like Twisted Steel and some of these other even better ones. Yeah. You know, without a problem because he's he's focused. So yeah, that worked that worked perfect and from that respect. Yeah. Well, how did Dana take it? He he, you know, your partner Dana White. Yeah. And uh, he, you know. How did he take it? Did he think he did he want him to win? Did he did he want the bull to win or did he want Andrew to win? Was he was he happy that he rode him or was he kind of like oh man? Well, uh, he he, I've never seen him get you know get down about anything. I I think he's he's always rooting for the bull first and foremost. Uh, But I think the way everything was kind of put together and the way the draw worked out and then Andrew was just there you know visiting with us and he was introduced to Andrew and it all worked out. So it's like well if anybody was gonna gonna cover him might as well be this guy here you know and Andrew he's a big UFC fan and wrestles and fights and exercises and does all that kind of stuff and kind of got familiar with some of those people so it worked out good there wasn't 
it was definitely not any, you know, disappointment from him. He's kind of, right. he was excited about it. Well, that's good. Cause I know yeah. some, you know, some guys will be like, man, I want you to buck him off. Or, you yeah. know, why did I yeah. buy that bull? He, you know, I buy him and I buck him and then he gets rode or something. Yeah. Cause Twisted still hadn't had very many redden. He, he hadn't had ridden very uh, many redden, but, but then again, uh, Dana, he's, uh, He's kind of on the on the outside looking in, but he's he's pretty versed in the in the industry. I mean, he knows that there's not a there's not a cowboy that can't be thrown, there's not a bull that can't be rode. Right. I mean, so at the end of the day, you know, it's something's going to get rode sometimes, and there's going to be a lot of buck offs because I think he's probably kind of got like a ninety five percent buck off. Right? Yeah, I, you know, I want say to say it. Andrew and maybe one other guy's rode him. Yeah, he's only been written a couple times. Yeah, I think there I was a someone rode him <clears throat> one time he kind of stumbled and fell on all fours it was like a dq like right there at the whistle yeah. but other than that it was uh andrew and and somebody else yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, cool. which which way you think he's better left or right um i think he's better to the right better he's to better right. to his right i mean he has a he has a left trip that's just kind of kind of good you know actually when they were took that break and kind of showed the little display up on the screen they showed uh, a couple of trips up there when he was on left and he was just nice yeah. i mean just more more of that rider yeah just kind of mouth watering. i mean he's just cranking him around the corner but then when he gets you know when he just goes right he just gets kind of kind of wicked on you got a little I something think, more i think to andrew yeah. uh had the more rider friendly trip on him too yeah yeah he did i mean and he he was positioned i mean he didn't let the the hoopla of it. He didn't look at the statistics and wasn't looking at all those old back videos. I mean, we talked and joked about it, yeah. you know, while we were there at the UFC headquarters and Andrew was like, oh, man, I don't know who's going to get on him. <laughs> but then after he found out he, he drew him, he just became a total different person, yeah. total focus. Yeah. And, uh, and just did everything right. I mean, yeah. when you watch the, the ride, I mean, everything was correct. You know, oh, yeah. so. Now, I, uh, do, do you think you know? Because y'all y'all did parade him around Vegas pretty yeah. much, quite a bit. And you, did you think that that might have taken a little out of that bull, maybe? And, um, I, and nothing against that. No, I don't take anything right. from Andrew from riding him or anything. Right. But well, um, I, I'd like I'd like to say yes because I mean, I, obviously, you know, all that moving around will take you know take a mm -hmm. little bit out of you. But uh, I mean, we we had a two day trip, you know, coming up there. You know, there was a little slide on the on the weight part of it, and then we were there. Probably like a week, you know, almost yeah. a week and a half, you know, actually before he bucked. So it probably took a toll on him. But I was, I was, what I was really excited about is I just didn't see very much difference. Yeah. I mean, even the day before we lowered him up on the trailer, I put him in the sand pit and he was bucking and kicking and, you know, just like he was at, yeah, yeah at home. So I think this was just, <clears throat> just one of his, uh, one of his trips. But I think he can, he can handle that, that yeah. kind of deal. Not that, that's what I want to yeah. do with him. You right. know. Now, how long had you had him before you got him to Vegas? Oh, probably uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So you were still kind of learning him a little bit, too. Yeah. There is a, oh, for sure. There, there, there's, a, there's a niche there of, of, of getting the flank right and, yeah. and and feeding habits and things like that. And I'm sure Heath and yeah. Bryce kind of lined you up on kind of how, how his appetite was and, and how the flank went and everything. But it's still a, a – you know, because I've seen, you know, HD and Dylan, I've seen them. They, they're Dylan will flank a bull, and then the very next week, HD will flank him, and it's two completely different, different trips, bulls, you yeah. know. So there is a little touch yeah. to that flank. There yeah. is a little science yeah. to it, I guess. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a, a deal to kind of, <clears throat> I guess, get in to figure out what's best because that bull has about – Three or four different trips. Yeah. You know, he's not just, you know, just dialed in on, on, on anything. And as far as his feed and nutrition go, I told them, I said, I want to do the exact same thing that y'all were doing, mm -hmm. feed the exact same thing. So I was driving four hours one way <laughs> to get his feed. Matter of fact, I drove, I drove to Stephenville, got a hotel, woke up the next morning and caught the feed store when they were, or the feed mill when they were opening it up, loaded up and then came <laughs> on home and went back to work. Well, did you get to Bucking before the finals? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not want to do that. That was the first, like when you bought him, mm -hmm. or when y'all got him. Yep. Did you put any trips on him before the finals or I, nothing? So I, you'd never. That was actually the first time you pulled. Oh, the that flank was, on that him. was the first time I pulled a flank on him. Other than putting him in the shoot and just kind of getting on him myself, just checking, right. kind of checking his temperament. Mm -hmm. I uh, <clears throat> I didn't put a put a trip on him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to take the chance of him breaking a leg or right. something. We just spent hundred thousand dollars on this bull or whatever, and 
I can understand. I can understand when you get, you know, it's like like you get a new toy, you want to go play with it. Right? Yeah. You know? yeah. And so he's putting it in the shoe, and he's he's getting on it. I can picture him. He's feeling him around. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I got me a new one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. He's gonna look good on that truck. Yeah, I was yeah. trying. I was trying not to smile too hard about it, but that's exactly what it was. I, was, I can't wait to get that sucker in the shoe. Yeah. You know, I want to get on it. <laughs> See what yeah. he feels like. Yeah. yeah. Because I've heard some, you know, some of the, the tips they gave me and some of the background part of it that, you know, he kind of gets a little wild in there and kind of slings his head. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to see some of that stuff yeah. for myself to know how to, to, you know, what adjustments I need to make. Yeah. It's I like, think a lot of that, just them acting up in there and slinging their head like that. I think that comes from like just how the rider carries himself in the bucket. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. And the majority of it, that's what a lot of it was. So when I got in there, <clears throat> I just tried some different things. And I understand the whole atmosphere was, was different. And I didn't expect him to do the same things with, with, uh, with the rider or with me that he would do to a rider. Of course, I didn't have spurs or anything. I just kind of just went in there just to set on him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, some of the things I was told, for example, he's going to be throwing his head up, but you cannot put a, uh, a, a rope around his neck. Don't touch him. Don't touch him at all. So I'm thinking, okay, well, let me, I want to feel him and see mm-hmm. what's what is that I can't touch or why can't I do this or yeah. you know not that I'm not trying to take advice right. but right. I just you just you need just, to know I need to see you need for to myself. know your bull right exactly. right right yep. he was he was everywhere in Vegas I, every time I see a social media post Dennis was right there at the Man. UFC uh, headquarters everywhere UFC getting, headquarters, getting out there uh, intermediate schools around the, the place and they had me at at the arena was it T is it T Mobile yeah T Mobile yeah. arena yeah. arena at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I was all over the place. That, I mean, that's going to help him, though. Yeah. Getting in that platform of PBR, oh, social media is everywhere. Absolutely. That's yeah. where he's wanting to go. Yeah. That's just building him up. Yeah. Absolutely. I think. And that was kind of my thing. I mean, when it comes down there, I don't think there's anybody out there that can just outwork me in any level of, of right. what we're doing out there, whether it's on the business part of it. The social media part of it, the actual hands-on, you know, with the bulls. So, whatever was whatever was needed out there, it was to me. Hey, I'm the man to do it. You know, yeah, I'm the yeah, man. Yeah. I can get out there and get it done, regardless yeah. of of what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are responsible for Dennis Davis bucking bulls. Absolutely. You are the man in charge, and the buck stops with you. And right, if you're going to do something, you might as well do it right and do it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So. Besides Twisted Steel, what's the other five bulls you got? Oh, we've got uh, take. Yeah, there's a, a Cannon Cannon Cattle Company. That's one of my one of my buddies, one of my partners. Uh, they have a, a a few bulls. We've been taking them to the uh, uh, to the team deals, and 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 they're pretty stout. And guy named Chris Chris Cannon, and he's pretty pretty high on those bulls. They buck off the guys real fast. They're always borderline high point bull of every event. So there's a couple of bulls on that end. And have just for kicks is one of my one of my partners yeah. just around the corner. Um, I, actually, I got a couple of those bulls, you know, here with me and uh, Ada. One of them's Country Roads, like the big Brennan mm-hmm. I was telling you about. That's mm-hmm. around. That's around the right. Um, he may not be the one for the trip, just because of the way they select bulls. But I do know that that is something that you could take down the road anywhere, yeah. uh, any rope, any size guy, and that bull is going to get it on regardless. But then there's just one hardened soul, hardened soul. He was like a, a big time derby bull when he was a three year old, and and I mean he was you know we were kicking butt all over the place. Yeah, uh, I think his four year old year he kind of got <clears throat> maybe a little overweight. <clears throat> I always thought maybe he was overweight because he's always a runt from jump. We've been having him ever since he was born, and we finally got him big. He just never stopped growing. So I saw some of that back off, you know, some of that yeah. power he had and all yeah. that stuff kind of back off. So we've slimmed him down and and bucked him a few times at different team deals and. He still he still got it. So we've drawn a lot off of him here in the last uh, yeah. month or so. Uh, Dale Teeman and his wife down there in the industry, Texas, did. So I have him here. And I expect him to have a good trip. So I can get those bulls just kind of in line and get their you know get their good videos on them. I mean mm-hmm. they because they can work. You know I'm not saying yeah. that because you know I handle the bulls, but these are bulls that can truly just work. It's so just a matter of them. right. They're dependable. They're and how many videos does it take normally to get one? to that level up there you know um if i was on the other end it would just take me you know two or three videos but uh i know sometimes they require a lot yeah um and, and especially uh they require a lot of statistics you know may not even take a look at the bull just look at some of the some yeah. of the scores um 
And if they look at some of the scores and, and some of the bad trips, this heart and soul bull definitely had a bad trip. What I used to do with this bull when he was young, I'd put him on the left and then put him back on the right. He was outstanding as a futurity bull, 90, yeah. 90 plus. And then as he got older, we started kind of doing the same thing whenever he started falling off on the right. Well, I believe it was Little Rock, Arkansas uh, last year. Yeah, Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas last year. And we decided to, you know, put him on the put him on the left and we're kind of skeptical about it. Uh-huh. I wasn't there. I had another event going on at the same time, but he was already entered. I'm just, well, I mean, how how bad could it be? I mean, because uh-huh. he, he still bucked on the left. He just wasn't the best on the left. Yeah. And uh, and Vitor Lemmy, you know, drew him. And I'm thinking, okay, well, man, this is this ought to be. We're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like we're headed straight back to Columbus, Texas. <laughs> I mean, it just uh, – you know, it just it just took the wind out of me. I was I was somewhere. I was at another bull riding somewhere else, and I was watching on my phone behind the bucking shoot. Oh. I thought they would probably have to resuscitate me because <laughs> not because I had, I just lost confidence in the bull is because of the decision. It's like man, stick with your guns. Yeah, stick with what you know. Yeah, instead of you know trying to do something different in situations like that, especially if you if you've raised one. So yeah. Well, being we're sticking with situations, let's give a listen to our great sponsors. And uh, they're, the re- they're the reason why we're here, so let's go have a word from them guys. This episode is brought to you by Dennis Davis Bucking Bulls, Lori Cranch, Sutherland Logistics, Blake Skaggs Bucking Bulls, Print and Stitch Company, Benchmark Custom Buckles and Western Jewelry, SK Leather, Kirk Martin Logging, The Hat Shack, and Cactus Rodeo. Welcome back, guys. We appreciate you uh, guys tuning in. And we want to thank our great sponsors once again. We just we just heard from them, and, and we're honored and privileged today. Dennis Davis is in studio with us, one of our great sponsors and supporters of the deal. But I got a question for you. Yeah, we I know you. I know you from from the bull team deals and the, and the deals I get to do with LJ and Dennis Owens and all them guys. Right. But but what got your start into loving bulls? Uh, or did you ride some bulls back in the day? Did you you know fight some bulls maybe or something? Well, uh, first of all, I never fought bulls, not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I rode bulls and rodeoed, you know, kind of on a lower level, pretty much all my life, ever since I was young. Coming up through high school, uh, uh, went to school on a track scholarship. They told me, hey, you can't do none of this cowboy crap here. So I took four years off and then went back to riding bulls again. So. Uh, I got to my, I guess my mid thirties, and a bull stepped in my back and broke my scapula. Well, by that time, I had, you know, two kids on the, gr- well, not on the ground, but two children. I had two children, so I had to just kind of weigh my options. Like, man, you know, I, I still want to ride bulls so bad. I'm still, you know, going on the weekends, you know, here and there, and you're still holding my own, and. um I just didn't want to stop, and I'd pass by, you know, Billy James's place every day, you know, going to work, and uh, and I just decided to just stop there one day and talk to him, and I knew him because, you know, I was, you know, through Southern Rodeo and mm-hmm. PRC Rodeos and CPRA shows, and uh, I just stopped there and talked to him because I just wasn't ready to ready to quit yet, and that's how I kind of continued it. Got the bug, yep. got the bug, and kept moving. I, I, that's me. I, I never was a great bull rider, but. Um, you know, I got that love early in life yeah. and, and I loved it so much. I had to go figure something else out. What else can I do in rodeo to, to keep rodeo on every, every single weekend and, and being a part of that deal. And, and, yeah. uh, I, I'm just curious how you, how you come into the business. Cause we all know you as a stock contractor and, yeah. and, uh, running with them guys and, and handling bulls phenomenally and, 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 you know, the background of them bulls. So I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, uh, I, I said really exciting. It's been exciting pretty much my whole life. I've always just loved pretty much just everything about, about rodeo, but particularly in handling and training bulls, um, a lot of the results come from your work ethic. Yes. And I've always tried to feel like I can work and just be better than, better than anybody. So, um, I try to put that into the, you know, in, into the bulls for, you know, for, for better results. I mean, you can go down the road now and look mm-hmm. at a bull and say, mm, they're not putting too much, you know, too much work in it. But this one here, yeah, I got him. You know, I know yeah. what he, he does. Kind of like we talked earlier about Twisted Steel. Just couldn't yeah. wait to get him in the shoot just so I can fill him out. Yeah. And yeah. going back to the Billy Janes thing, mm-hmm. explain that. I mean, you were his handler. You're his main man. What, what the exclusive genetics? Like yeah. what? What happened to you? Man, that was uh it was one of those deals that played into exactly what I've always wanted was to just to get to a different level in the bull business. Um 
course, I've, I've got a computer background. So when I went to visit Billy, he didn't have anything on the grounds for me to do in the barn or something. You know, I want to do something in the barn because yeah. I figure if I can just get my foot in the door, I can convince you that I'm the man. <laughs> you know, if I can just get in the door. But all he had was this uh, it was like a little computer project that was supposed to last for like a couple of months. And uh, man, I'm sitting here working on that computer project and I'm looking out the window, watching the bulls. And then I'm watching the guys and they're on their four wheelers and everybody's training and doing all the stuff. And I'm sitting there, you know, plucking on this computer. And uh, one day he uh, he's like, hey, man, you want to go to lunch? Which was nothing out of the ordinary. We went down to the Mexican food place. He goes, man, my uh, my trainer or my handler, you know, at the time, he says he's 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 quit on me. How would you like to be my flank man? I was like, what? Ooh, yeah, that was the only reason I stopped by. Yeah. <laughs> I <wanted to> do- <laughs> and we uh, and we went. We immediately went back to the back to the arena and started running some bulls in there and started flanking and started bucking some bulls. And I probably haven't had a a day since. And this was back in mid two thousand twelve. And I probably haven't went a day without my hand on a bull some kind of way. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. Wow. So when Billy. When Billy bowed out and got out of it, you kind of took over like his embryo breeding type deal, right? Well, actually, I, I, I didn't. When Billy sold out, I mean, he actually sold everything. He sold uh, – he didn't actually have too many embryos or anything left in the in the inventory, but there were a handful that were left with the auction, and then most of those bulls were owner bulls, and they just did different things. It's just by that time and what I was – Doing the whole time I was there, I was trying to put myself out there and build my reputation to yeah. show people that I know exactly what was what mm-hmm. was going on. And I think uh, uh, some of those uh, stamps were like a couple of those bulls you raised that go out, went out to Vegas and win the five hundred thousand, you know, in a, in a in a trip. So that just kind of proved that hey, you know, this guy's a real deal and he can actually do it. And I mean, and I beat the pines. I mean, I mm-hmm. made phone calls and said, hey, you know, Billy's getting out. You know, I'm I'm staying in. Are you interested? And Billy as well. I talked to him about it. And he's even talked to a few. He's like, look, I have the utmost confidence in Dennis that he can continue on with what he's doing. And, you know, would you like to go with him? And then there were a handful that actually, you know, stayed for the most part. Yeah. Um, some actually just kind of just left out of the business total because it wasn't necessarily the the, the bulls that they just really liked. Billy brought a, a real nice atmosphere they to did, everything. Yeah. You know, whenever we'd put on those events, I mean, we'd spend a million dollars a year just putting on events, you know, not making a million dollars, spending a million dollars on events. So, I mean, we had the margarita machine, the mariachi bands, the the the, the catering, the whole nine yards. So whenever you bought into the exclusive genetics program, all this kind of kind of came with it. Then all of a sudden when Billy left out, now you're stuck with Dennis and all we got is a taco and a, and, a, and a cold beer on the back of the truck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the mariachi band. <laughs> 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 mariachi band's gone. So, you know, so for those who were like, you know, who wasn't really, you know, into all that and they just strictly just wanted to, you yeah. know, with the bulls, they just kind of, you know, just hung in there with me. But like I said, I never let off the gas and trying to, you know, prove yeah. myself out there from a business perspective. And, um, doing different things to just to reach out to people, sort of like the whole Vegas deal, just right. going and doing the visits and the, and the news deals. And heck, I was talking to people in the, in the lobbies, you know, about bulls and I purposely leased or rented one of those four seater gators, a mule. Yeah. So whenever I met somebody, I was like, Hey, you want to come on out here and take a trip to the bull house? And I take people out there that yeah. never even met, knew yeah. before, take them out the bull housing yeah. and, and they're writing me letters and, and inquiries about buying bucking bulls, and that's that's what excites me. Just kind of keep going yeah. and just kind of keep pushing. Yeah, you know, don't even have a goal. I'm not saying I just want to be the richest or whatever, because it's not about that. It's just one foot in front of the other. Dennis just don't Davis let off the gas, man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I was city council for four years. <laughs> there is a background. Yeah, Politics just background. go to it. Yeah. Just put yeah. it for president. Let's go with it. So. I always like to ask stock contractors, you know, mm-hmm. what's their approach to handling the bucking bulls? Because everybody does it different. They handle them, some handle them not hands-on. They don't hands-on them themselves, or some like to hands-on them themselves, or they they just want to have the name behind them. Right. Well, uh, my, my approach has always been is people look at me crazy sometimes. I said, when I look at bulls, I look at bulls as like people, you know, like mm-hmm. like children. You know, they all have different attitudes. They all have different, different physiques. They're different personalities. And you have to handle them and such. And as first and foremost, they can't understand what you're saying. 
They don't know, you know, you can holler and cuss and doing all that kind of stuff because, you know, we all kind of oh, yeah. kind of do it. Humans are verbal people. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. We call them we call them SOB sometimes, but they don't know that they're an SOB. You know, they don't know that you call them SOB. So I just believe in just, you know, just quiet and I believe in motion. And I really love to work by myself when it comes down to actually working the bulls because, you know, you put two people walking down the alley, that bull stand at the end of the alley and he's looking, he doesn't know where to take the command from. And he's not taking the commands on verbal commands. He's, he's taking commands on your body language, mm-hmm. you know? And so I got a guy right here. He's scared about to jump on this side of the gate. And then he got me over here scared about to jump on this side of the yep. gate. And he's ready to smoke both of us yep. as opposed to just me by myself, yep. quiet, ease on down the alley. Get over to the left. He comes over to the right. Goes my one to go. That's my approach. That's what I love about it. When you're doing it by yourself, you're moving a fifteen hundred pound animal by yourself, and it's so peaceful and it, it very it peaceful. It (laughs) it is. I mean, it's 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 relaxing and it's soothing for for somebody who's really passionate about it. Now, twisted steel. That's that's another deal because. Man, he just really made a butt out of me. We were uh, had the cameras out there and everything, and and his his pen was directly across from the sand pit. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, I kind of you know popped my collar and opened up the gate and walked in there with that sucker <laughs> and gonna put him back in his pen. Oh man, he put his head down and he came and he did not stop. I had to turn a flip like a somersault over the deal, and he actually hit the hit the panel trying to get after me. I'm like, whoa, so much for the bull whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, but it's just, like I said, just a matter of getting to, getting to know them. But that's, that's the approach. It's, it's more of a hands-on, just, just eye to eye. Let's, let's see what we're all about. That's what I like about bulls is, is each one of them have their own personality and yep. difference. I mean, like, like, you know, you can go in Twisted Steel's pen and, and, go around him and get around him no problem and then you put him over there in the sand and he gets excited when he gets excited you you need to approach with caution yeah you know? yeah exactly but you know and then some other bulls wouldn't even pay you no never mind you know uh and some of them you go in the pen and get them out of there and they'll try to kill you yeah or you know some of them you can pet and love on but yep that's just a different that that's what i love about it it's just a different personality so much yeah so I guess the big question is, how did you get with Dana White? I mean, most people probably. That was a, kind of one of the, it was, a, it was a cool kind of coincidental deal. You know, um, they have the UFC fights, obviously, you know, all over the United States. And also they have a, uh, <clears throat> like a reality show they call, it's called Looking for a Fight. And so whenever they're having like a big major fight in a city, they'll go to that city beforehand and have like some, amateur top fights you know looking for you know special type special type fighters but so whatever state they go to they try to develop that looking for a fight a a theme around that state and believe it or not they googled bucking bulls rodeo uh, bull riding and and we came up and so his uh, his people reached out and we got them all fixed up they wanted to come out and do some filming and had a couple of guys get on, including Dana, you know, mm-hmm. himself. And when it was all said and done, they're sitting there with dirt in their mouth and spit and slobber because they just got their butts <laughs> just dusted. And he's like, man, this is cool. What do y'all do around here? I was like, hmm. So uh, kind of gave him the, the spill and exactly what goes on around here. And he was like, well, you know, can I buy a bull? And you sure can. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. And he's been uh, he's been just enthusiastic about it ever since. I mean, that was back in 2016. And Dana wow. actually got on a bull. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What bull did he get on? Oh, man, we had to go out and get – we had to go out and get a jump kicker. Yeah. Because uh, uh, keep in mind, we're, we're a training company or a training program, yeah. so everything we had, for the most part, bucked. Yeah. I mean, they might not buck compared to somebody else, but I mean, everything right. bucked, you know, experienced riders only. Too much for a beginner, yeah. Too much for, yeah, for just somebody, just, you know, a, a reality show person. Yeah. And uh, so we went out and got like a jump kicker bull, and he went out there about three, and he rode him for about three, and then he kind of got in between the horns and got stepped oh, on. No. Oh, yeah. He was, oh. You haven't seen the video? Uh-uh. Yeah. It, it's a... Uh, Hey, yeah. maybe we'll get that and show well, it for our probably. viewers. Yeah, he ended up. I think he ended up going and had to get checked out because he was he was yeah. pretty sore there. <laughs> I think yeah. he wound up maybe breaking some ribs or something so he like got, that. Yeah, he, he gained some respect for the sport. Real definitely, quick. definitely. So he's he's sitting there grimacing and holding his you know and holding his side, but 
he loves it. He really wants to. And he's in shape. He's, he, I mean, he works out all the time. Oh, yeah. And, yeah he, he does. In, well, that ought to show he's yeah. a strong man sport. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he'll FaceTime me sometime, and he's on a some kind of treadmill or a bicycle or something, sweating like a hog. Just sitting there. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, he's just getting after made me feel bad, you know. <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's even got, like, whiskey or company is that right the yeah uh the, the howlerhead howlerhead whiskey yeah the howlerhead whiskey it's, it's actually pretty good uh i'm not even a that type of drinker but i mean i will take a shot every now and then if it doesn't come back up if i can keep it down <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, pretty good so what we did we just looked at it, it's like okay dennis you're on the road 48 weekends out of the year and so i've got this 36 or 32 foot you know aluminum elite that's just all I have on there is just my name across yeah. the top of it. You know, Dennis Davis Bucking Bull. So we decided to to wrap it. And um, actually, I didn't have a design in mind, and he didn't really have a design in mind either. He was like, well, let's just get done, whatever. So I called up one of those artists, those people who rap, mm-hmm. you know, different stuff. And they immediately just looked at the website, and the girl was like, you know, this is what we're going to do. So as soon as you click on the website, it had this black background and the orange letters, the whole Howlerhead monkey up there and the the official UFC, you know, whiskey, yeah. you know. And so uh, they took that and basically just wrapped the trailer with it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. got the new Pete and new Looks, trailer and <laughs> new buck and bull. And <laughs> did you bring the trailer up here or did you drop her off? It's, it's the, the trailer's in, uh, it's an Ada. Yeah, it's an Ada. I didn't bring the trailer. Well, we're yeah. going to get some pictures here in a little bit with that truck. <laughs> For sure, we gotta get out there. Oh, Blake's gotta get his catfishing going. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sitting in it. Get a picture for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the what's the future like for Dennis Davis? What's the what's the outlook look like? Uh, it's I've all I'm always optimistic, you know, about everything, and always you know, and try to be innovative. I like being on the cutting edge of stuff, like driving all the way up here, yeah. being with you guys, because I definitely have. Uh, confidence and, and and like you know what you guys are, are are doing so i'm constantly moving forward constantly searching mm-hmm. you know just how to be you know how to be better so <clears throat> hopefully which i already know this like twisted steel for example he's been invited to a couple of uh unleash the beast so far so we're yeah. scheduled for madison square garden and we're scheduled scheduled for houston and so now it's just a matter of going back to some of these people who've been <clears throat> kind of chomping at the bits who wants to play at that level. Yeah. You know, there's some people out there. They're not interested in fraturity. They're not interested in uh, in the bull teams. They, they wanna, want their name on TV. They want their name on TV. They want a big time, big time yeah. bull. So now we can go back and kind of visit that subject, because, like I said, those people are kind of at bay or on hold because there were just no promises. Right. You know, and, and not that there's promises now, but at least there's a line of communication. Well, sure. Or you've got a calling card now. You got yeah. Twisted Steel that's already invited, and 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 that's the way it was back in the day when when I I had some bulls and stuff. You had to have that one, right? You had to have that one good one would get you a trailer load of five or six more on there you could take with it, right? And of course back then they paid trucking and they wanted to keep the trucking down, so you they would want you to bring seven or eight. So yeah. that one that one good one you could bring five or six others that maybe wasn't. That could be as good, but just not as proven yet. Right. And I, I, I guess it looks the same way. I mean, y'all got twisted steel, and it kind of opens the door for some of these others, yeah. like you was talking about to bring them in. Yeah. And those others, they, <clears throat> and I understand. You know, I mean, they have to be, they have to be good, and they have to be dependable. You mm-hmm. know, but uh, but I do, I see some other bulls out there. You know, going up and down the road every now and then to have some horrible trips, and you kind of wonder, like, man, how did you know? Mm-hmm. How that one slip, you know, you know, in there because I when I I know I can dial one in, yeah, you know, and uh, and and you won't be, uh, you know, disappointed. But just one of those deals, like you say, you just got a line of communication yep. down, just just kind of work and, it. And sometimes you just got to pay your dues. Yeah, you got to kind of pay there your you dues go. and go through the go through the rhythm and of everything. And 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 then when you get one of them good ones, just it seems like the cars just all fall to where they're supposed to be. And then before you know it, you're there. Uh, well, everything happens for a reason. You know, everything yeah. happens for a reason. I mean, they Googled him up. That happened. That line of communication started there, and mm-hmm. everything in life happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. When it's your time, when it's your time, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're passionate and stay the ground and keep moving forward, it'll all come together. Yeah. And 
it's come together pretty good. It sounds like I, I agree with that. You know, first and foremost, because you know, I don't I don't get upset when something <clears throat> doesn't happen, and I try not to get too excited when something actually big happens. Just try to stay right there in the middle, because I understand yep. everything has its you know everything yep. has its season, and uh, but I prefer just to get out there and do my uh, my due diligence. You know, uh, matter of fact, when I went to the team deal to the team finals, mm-hmm. that was my first ever team deal that I actually. Oh, I know. Yeah. Ever had gone to. And but I was just a household name to everybody there. Yeah. You know, because I had, you know, I've been I was joking around with the news people out there. I said, you know, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, so that was kind of a fun thing. You had to make it make it fun. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Just putting in the and uh, doing the due diligence and just yeah. basically just kind of earning the next step or earning the next the next spot. That way you can go anywhere with your chest stuck out and, you know, you yep. got to hang your head for Nothing yep. or anybody. Old man told me one time, though, when you own bucking bulls, you need to know two things. You need to know where that front door is and where that back door is. Right. <laughs> he said, and there's going to be nights you're going to strut out that front door. Mm-hmm. And he said, and then there's other nights you're going to crawl out the back door and hope nobody sees you. Yep. Absolutely. But, uh, so you're, are you looking to, are you looking for more bulls? Or are you, I mean, because as a stock contractor, like you said, you're always on that cutting edge. So you're obviously yep. always kind of looking for that next big, that next big one. Yeah, for sure. Always. I mean, I, I look at bulls every every single day. Uh, I get a hold of people, you know, getting videos and uh, and sending videos. But yeah, every every day, as long as I'm awake, that's what that's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, always well, know always looking. I know you're pretty smart too about the the breeding programs and the, you know the, everything that's going on with that. Is there any any set of bloodlines you see kind of being a little bit more <clears throat> predominant? Uh, producing, producing a little bit better, or well, um, there there are a number of bloodlines out there that you see there that are really kicking the calves out, and mm-hmm. and they're really just you know coming along pretty good. Um, in, in in my case, as a from a trainer stock contractor standpoint, I've always gone out and purchased you know bulls for somebody. If you call me yeah. and tell me you're interested in a bull, we're gonna go find. Find that bull. Find it. Find that bull. What you want? I've recently just, you know, made an investment into some cows here in the last year or so. So I've got a a couple of years down the line that um, that I'm going to be working with here in a couple of years. I'll have something that I could offer from Dennis. Dennis yeah. Davis can offer. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got some some crazy train stuff, oh, yeah. you know, kind of you know in the works. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, of course, like I said, that's down the line. I mean, they're they're just now they're hitting the ground or hitting the ground early this year. About to take them off mamas and, and see what happens. But but until then, um, even tonight or Saturday night, I'll be looking at somebody else's bull and see if it matches anything that yeah. someone has inquired, you know, yeah. to me about that they're interested in. Yeah. So you're kind of a you're still kind of in the brokering business. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know. I, What's your opinion on a? Because I'll give you mine and see if you're the same. I think a lot of the fraternity calves get overbucked and they don't turn out to be rider bulls very much. Well, I think I think the bulls that that don't does the fraternity bulls that don't make it that don't get to go to the show and win that don't get bucked that maybe don't turn back or just not good enough to go win at fraternities. I think them bulls are actually the ones that turn out to be the better rider bulls. Yeah. And and you're 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 right about that because I I really look at that as just two separate types of bulls, two separate mm-hmm. groups of bulls. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have a fraternity bull that you want to buck the snot out of and burn him out, mm-hmm. if he steals bucking by the time he's three or four, then you're lucky. Yeah. You know, whenever you run that first, you know, two or three two or three trips on a set of calves, and you see some potential in there, maybe nothing just lighting the world on fire. Then you kick them out and feed yeah. them up real good for well, like a couple years and kicking. bring them back breaking over firing both back feet yep. and they're kind of looking and they're getting their front feet off the ground right you know that that's what i that's what yeah. i always look for is their front feet off the ground and are they kicking over their head and firing are they breaking over with both back feet right. did they have the kind of the side to side look and then also the temperament temperament is is a lot in one i think they don't have to be mean that's that's a that's a wise tale. Oh, they got to be mean. And I've had sale barns call me, man, you need to come buy this bull. This is this in the buck. He's really mean. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. No, that don't make a mean. That don't make a bucker. But Yeah, that's really you know. a negative thing when they're <clears throat> – can be negative when they're really mean like that because yeah. they're not thinking. They're not settled. They're just 
They're like yeah, us. Scatterbrain. Right? Yeah, they're scatterbrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but that, uh, that's kind of what I look for. And I, and I don't see a lot of the, the – I don't think there's been a whole lot of fraternity calves that's went on and, and done – I mean, I know Bruiser did – he did fairly good in the fraternities, I think, didn't he? Hey, Bruiser, he – I mean – he was competitive, yeah, but he definitely wasn't one of those that was setting yeah. the world on fire. And then Long John, I don't think he turned back till they put a rider on him, right? right. Uh, and that's the way it normally works. I mean, that's how come we see all these big names when they, when they become four year olds. Yeah, I think you, you start to see yeah, these riding names. solo. You know, he did good in the fraternities and did good in the classics, and then now he's also a two two time world champion bucking bull. So yep. he's obviously Wupaw. one of them, one of the standouts there. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, he. Uh, yeah, and Wupa, he was a he was a talented fraternity cap, but they never really just had a I don't want to say not a handle, just like a a program or a system maybe for him coming up through the yeah. fraternity, and then he finally got with Laramie, and Laramie was able to just kind of get him in line and yeah. finish growing him on up and uh, and, yeah. and getting him you know getting him to 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 buck really really good. Yeah, but like you said, there is two different groups there. There's the fraternity side, and then there's the the rider yeah. side. And them two don't always mesh together. They don't, and and I think you know here at this at this table in this conversation we kind of understand that. But that's something that I kind of even <clears throat> not necessarily a battle, but I have to go back and forth with from the like the bull owners on the on the outside looking in mm-hmm. because uh, you know a, a lot of times they want to buy and play with a a yearling, they want them they want to play and be effective as a two year old. And they want to set the world on fire when you put the first rider on them, and they want them to be a world champion as four. Uh, that just doesn't happen. I mean, uh, it, okay. it happened riding solo. I mean, I remember yeah. when riding solo was was born when Curtis Peoples, you know, had him, and we used to bring him to to, to Border Town, and uh, he was so wild and so crazy. Whenever he got out good, he won. Yeah. You know, whenever he got out good, he won. That's just how talented he was. And that bull just never let off the gas. And he's probably the only one, uh, him and that that bull that's number one now, Flying Wired, I think. Yeah. Those two wow. are yeah, just. a little sucker there. Yeah. But them guys are going to ride Flying Wired a lot, I think. Yeah, I, I believe they, they probably will. Uh, I think he, that bull is going to be electric, you know, for a while, especially after he starts to get, you know, get a little bit, you know, yeah, start to get Yeah, he needs to get, to get some size to him. He looks like he's. Yeah, and, and and it's just his age, but it looks like his legs are little sticks. Yeah, yeah. And as high as he jumps and as fast as he moves, I, right. I'm afraid he's gonna pop one of them suckers. Yeah. You know, but he's but a, a bucking sucker. But a bull like that it was kind of almost designed to be a, a really good fraturity bull, mm-hmm. which he was a really good, outstanding fraturity bull. And then what we do after their fraturity years are over, we make this mad dash to try to hurry up and grow them so mm-hmm. they can support a rider once they turn once they turn yeah. three. But uh, he like riding solo. I think that bull n- never just really let off the gas mm-hmm. and just still trying to yeah. still trying to bring it. I mean, I was a hell of a fraturity bull, mm-hmm. and then I got hurt and got <laughs> fat, so I got fat my three year old year, and I come back and I wasn't worth the shit in my fifth, four and five year old year. <laughs> I think I've always just been an old team bull. I just been old rider. I'm just old rider friendly bull. I just, kinda, yeah. just a campaigner, just kind of hung around. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, How many bulls you got at your place right now? Um, right at right at thirty. Thirty total bulls, and that's I mean, and I've got some a handful of yearlings and um, and and two year olds that. The two-year-olds are still kind of – it's kind of hard to really haul them, haul a few of them out to, to Vegas. I mean, when they're 87, 88 point, you know, that's a little bit better than the 85 and 87 slide, but not quite over, mm-hmm. you know, over 90. <clears throat> then I have uh, some three-year-olds that I have coming on that I'm growing. I have like uh, six of those that hopefully mid-next year I can kind of bring them on the scene. Yeah. Yeah, I remember back when I was raising, I had a bunch of cows and was raising them up and – and when them babies start hitting the ground, you start looking at them, and you, yeah. you automatically just not even mean until you start going. I think that one's gonna buck. Yeah, that boy, that I like the way that one looks. That mm-hmm. one, oh, that one, I like the way he's built or something. Yep. And then, you know, then when you when you get them in there and you buck them, you you're, it's like Christmas. Yeah, you know, yep. opening your kid on Christmas. Just oh, what's this one gonna do? Let's open the gate. You know. Yeah. And uh, that's what I like to watch them. You know, be born. Watch the mama clean them up, and then watch them grow, wean them, and then uh, when they make the big show, that's it. It, it makes it all more special. Yeah, because for the longest, I've always, I've always thought, from what I've always saw, 
is that uh, whenever those calves are born and their hind end is a little higher than their than their shoulders, you know, kind of if they're long legged mm-hmm. and kind of thick on the back end, oh yeah, that's a bucker because that's what they always just proved a buck. And then I finally got, I think it was just a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, this bull here, I know he's going to just set the world mm-hmm. on fire. Turns out he was the fastest one across the arena. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was talented. I mean, his yeah. butt was up above, you know, his hind end was above his, his front shoulder. He, he was set for a racehorse. He was set for a racehorse. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> he was dragster. Had yeah. big tires on the back yeah. and small ones on the So front. I said, oh, man, well, there goes that theory. I guess we just have to wait and put a dummy on him just, just see. Yeah, you know, see what you know, I always looked at. I looked at their build, see if they was athletic or not. But I, I just liked the way they looked at me. Yeah. When when you look at one and he throws his nose up like that and he's looking down you like that and he's not stupid, he's not crazy. That's something. He's got some arrogance to him. Yeah. And he's got some balls and he's going to stand there and fight <laughs> instead of that one that's you know looking like this or going like that. But that one that stand there with his nose up and look at you like that. He's just alert. Yeah. That was the that out that that was one of my little pet peeve, you know. Yep little things that I liked. I was like, mm, I might give him a couple extra trips. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that, it, it helps, especially when it comes down to the shoot. You know, if they're, if they're alert and aware and they're mentally stable in the shoot, I mean, that could be the difference between one and two points. I mean, he could be, you know, 90-pointer if he's standing there or mm-hmm. 87 because he's Ran erratic. somebody down the gate or get yeah. a re-ride on or, or hips himself and he's got to go right. the other way or something, you know. Right. Yeah. But so. – so did you bring the heat to Ada this weekend? It's it's the first one kicking off their little winter series. <clears throat> uh, I'd say a little bit of the heat. One of them, I would say, is pretty pretty heated. Probably the heart and soul will, you know, uh, kind of want to get some trips. So we've kind of slimmed him down a little bit uh, just for kicks, Dale and his wife. And um, that bull, definitely, he definitely needs to be on the trailer. I mean, he's just a, he's just a bucker. Never been just a dial-in bull, but he's always been really good on the right Score always scored a bunch of points. I mean, he's ninety three, you know, and um, you know, as a as a derby and like saying classic started gaining weight, but never lost his enthusiasm to just really want a buck. I think it was just a matter of finding his his happy medium when it comes down to his his weight and his his physique. So hopefully he's gonna you know he'll he'll turn it up a little bit. I've got him in the draw. I didn't bring my my bull rider to put on him. I put I put the bull in the in the draw. So. We'll see. He may end up with him. I wish he would because he's about the same size. I just don't want him. To, <laughs> I just don't want him knocking my rider's head off. So you know, yeah. <laughs> so. that's a pretty neat little deal they put together down there. LJ done it last year. Dennis and Jan's going to run it this yeah. year. Um, it's a neat deal. And if you if a bull owner, or if you're not a bull owner, if you just love bulls, they they need to go down there and visit. I, it's it's kind of a little secret down there in Ada, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, on some Saturday nights, and and you never know who's going to show up and get on. That's um, right. You never know what bull's going to be there. That was a cool thing of of the border town deal back in the day going oh, up yeah. there to border town um i announced it a few times but mm-hmm. sometimes i just went because i want to see what the next up and comer was see if i could pick that next you know in two right. years is that bull going to be the deal and got to see riding solo and them and them age groups coming up yep. to there and, and uh but eight is a cool little deal and and uh our plans to slip over tomorrow if it's going to happen but yeah it is. I was excited to come up here when I when I first got the notification about it. I said, "Yeah, for sure, I want a bull team." And give me a little time, and we're gonna look at our young ones and see, you know, see what we got or what we want to enter. So, for sure. And you're going back to Vegas here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, going back to I got two teams. Actually, one of Dana's teams is is out, and uh, just for kicks and J Bar M, which is a gentleman from Iowa named Jerry McGee. He's really passionate about it. I'm that guy there and Jerry if you're listening I already know you're looking at other bulls to buy you know he wants to so bad because he's always asking me about so you're going to New York yep and I've got space on the trailer oh you do huh you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah we're gonna uh he's gonna arrive uh yeah those owners are all gonna arrive on the on the 10th I'll probably get there on the 10th in that evening so we'll get together and have a dinner and then just start rocking and rolling the next morning yeah, it's a pretty good little event we're having in uh, Las Vegas at Resort World. Oh yeah, uh, L.J. Jenkins is putting it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty thousands up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we call it the best little secret in Las Vegas. Um, it's free to get in, so if you guys want to come hang out, see Dennis and his bulls, you need to come out to Resort World. Uh, that Monday and Tuesday, tenth and eleventh, or eleventh and twelfth, eleventh and twelfth, and uh, starts at one o'clock. Because uh, that's another one of those those fraternities on them bull team deals that's. Uh, 
uh, there's some heat there. It's a pretty good bull riding. Oh yeah, they they actually bring the heat and they bring in the the, the riders. I think the big uh, names. like John Kremer, he kind of lit them, set them a fire last you know last year. You know they brought him along and the, and the good thing for those guys like like you know the guy that's with me, you know that those all those NFR guys are over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. They come over there during the midday and they're pulling ropes and and, yep. and stuff. And then you have. Uh, those guys who are on the Unleashed the Beast tour, they're kind of like in between season. They're coming on and they're getting mm-hmm. on for us. I mean, but like you said, it is the best kept little 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 secret there. I mean, Ezekiel Mitchell came and he he was on my team last year. Yep. You know, for the second day. So Lockwood was there. Yep. I mean, it's like watching around the PBR World Finals right there. I mean, it, there was a lot of big was, names there, especially that first night. And like oh. the kid you got with you today, I mean, they get to see them that they get to see them bigger guys and hang out with them bigger guys, and then they get to look. They get to look and. And them guys start befriending them and bringing them on, yeah. and everything happens for a reason. Right. And uh, it's a cool little deal. Yeah. And they got to mm-hmm. listen to you announce. That's the only. <laughs> uh, you know, it'll be okay. <laughs> well, Blake, you're so called bullfighter. So. I am. Yeah. You know. Just because so you might have bought you a buckle, don't make you a bullfighter. LJ buddy. probably called me a bullfight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him when we're done. We'll ask him. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Well, Dennis, man, this is the second time. <laughs> second time you've been here. Right. Uh, we'll get this one aired though in about three weeks, so I promise yeah. it'll be out <laughs> pretty quick. We're not gonna not gonna lose this one again. But uh, shoot, we got to get you back on after after Vegas, man. You get back and kind of yep. gets going and okay. get a couple uh, big shows under your belt and see how it's going. For sure, that work. I'm looking looking forward to it and. Whatever I can do to help, man. Just, uh, I, we, just we know we we all appreciate you sponsoring this thing and helps yep. help makes it go and get the word out. And uh, man, I tell you what, if y'all guys are got bulls for sale, Dennis is buying obviously, or he's got buddies that are buying, and he's always looking. Or or if you got something to sell and 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 whatever, just you know, shoot, give him a holler. He might be able to get him sold for you. But anyway, guys, if you like what you're seeing, uh, go like us, follow us. Give us a subscribe on uh, YouTube, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. And until next time, we'll see you then.